This podcast is part of the No Phony Podcast Network, the home of independent awesomeness. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition. Hi, Casey. Hey, Bill. Every time, every time you <laughs> greet me with an exhale. How you doing, buddy? A, a smoky exhale. Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Good, man. Are we just going to say how how are we doing to each other for the whole show? That, <laughs> nobody's going to want to stay in and hang out for that. I think we have a fun topic today. So today we're going to talk about movies that we love that most people don't know about. Before we dive in, Casey, I want to remind everybody, we're going to do this brief because we tend to drag this out a little bit long. Uh, sponsorships, we're working with jsbfree.com. That's Jay and Silent Bob. It's their pre-rolls. If you like CBD, if you're a CBD kind of person, then you're going to want to check this out. So for $5, which covers the shipping and handling, you can get three free Jay and Silent Bob CBD pre-rolls. You can also go to Bucci Bears. If somebody doesn't know Jay and Silent Bob, like are they like, Bucci Bears? If you know Jay and Silent Bob, you get the joke. Go to BucciBears.com and use the keyword edition. So deluxe for JSB free edition for BucciBears.com and you can get CBD gummies. All right. So I've talked enough about this. I've talked about it in past episodes. If you missed it, if I went too fast and you're like, damn it, I really want some of that stuff. Now you have to go listen to another episode to get it. You go to our website too, deluxeedition.show. Look at you chewing on them gummies. All that stuff is in there. They are good though, man, aren't they? Yeah, really good. Like I've had them before, and it's like, oh yeah, these are yeah, actually these are weed or THC gummies. These taste good. After I got the free pack for five bucks, I actually ordered the big jar. How many are in a jar? I think a hundred. How many did you get in your free pack? Because I got about six or seven. Yeah, there's six or six, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're good. I heard a study somewhere that like 75, and this is me possibly passing fake news, so I don't believe anything I say because I don't fucking know anything. But I read something that said like 75% of the CBD companies out there are lying about the amount of CBD that's actually in it, or they're not monitoring it. It, it, it wavers, it goes up or down. So I've tried the products and I pop them. I'm like, this is a scam. Like I feel zero. Right. I can say confidently that this one actually does do something for me. I feel the soothing relief. That only CBD can bring. Absolutely. Yeah, you'll start seeing me fucking getting all loopy towards the end here from the... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. No THC in these folks. No THC. Just CBD. All right, Casey. So today's topic, we were... All right. Here's how this topic came up. Every night, I get a text from Casey. It's almost like a good night text. I expect it at this point. And he asked me, have you seen this movie? And I said, no, I haven't seen that movie. I haven't even heard of it. All right. Have you seen this movie? And I'm like, okay, now we're getting to like two, three movies. I mean, okay. It's been a year. I think I know uh, the list is, is gone. I've seen a handful of the things that you've told me to see. I've seen things that we were supposed to watch because guests were supposed to show up. Sean Cannon. 
which I can't get that time back. Whatever happened to him? He's our new, uh, let's start a hashtag. What happened to you, Sean Cannon? I don't even remember Sean Cannon. Isn't he the guy from, uh, you made me watch a goddamn thing on Amazon. It was a Amazon. It was a daytime Emmy winner. He was the dude from Friday uh-huh. Kid 3. So I watched this soap opera. I watched it and I'm like, I hate all this. And I'm like, we got to interview this guy. And all I want to do is ask about Karate Kid 3. And then like two minutes before we go to record, hey, guys, can't make it. Oh, when can you reschedule? Crickets. So I watched this thing, this entire program. And, and I'm just like, there's no way I'm going to take any more movie <laughs> advice from Casey. Or Sean Cannon. Sean Cannon. <laughs> I've changed his name. For screwing up my day when I had to watch all your shit, research you, and, and come up with questions for you. All right. And oh, oh, last night I started watching uh, Blood Games. That was a crazy one. You're like, have you seen Blood Games yet? Like, Best oh movie God. ever. That's on my list. Don't mention that. Oh, all right. You're going to talk about that? I got to admit, <laughs> I was kind of enjoying Blood Games. <laughs> So that's where it came. That's where this idea came from. So the best movies that you like, the ones that you think are amazing, but you notice most people haven't heard of them. And that's today's topic. So, Casey, do you have any yourself or do you want? Well, you said you did. Or do you want to just kick off with the ones that you obtained? Or would you like me to go first? Because I have a list of about four or five. You want to switch back and forth here? I'll go. You go. All right. I I got one. Uh we tried to get him on the show, or I tried to get him on the show. I like this movie that much. It's called Deadbeat at Dawn. <laughs> who did who, you try to get on the show from it? <laughs> I tried to get the writer and director James Van Beber. But James Van Beber is that, that much of an independent filmmaker and individual that the only reason he's on Facebook and that I was able to contact him is he claims that he needs it. What do you mean he needs it? I guess as far as social media, he feels that that's how people communicate now well, through Facebook. Like wrong. with the, I, I don't know. I believe he's making another movie, but he's been working on it for several years. But I think like promotion wise, I think that's how he feels that he has to get these movies or. I feel because I asked, I said, hey, we'd love to have you on. You know, we we record everything through Zoom, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he said, if it's not Facebook, I don't know how to do anything. So, right. Yeah. yeah he said it's Facebook. To yeah. He said, I don't I don't use anything like that. He's like, I use Facebook because I have to. Yeah. All right. Well, what? Yeah. Tell us about the movie. Why? Why is this movie and this person so important to you? All right, so the movie, uh, I've talked about Joe Bob Briggs before. I saw it on the last drive-in on Shudder. And uh, James Van Beber hired all of his friends to be in this movie. It is as raw as a movie can get. Filmed at places where he probably shouldn't have been filming at, you know, like oh, illegally. <laughs> there were no no permits for anything. There's a scene in the movie that, like, he's actually in the movie, and they're like, the fight scenes look real. They might be real fight scenes, is what you're saying? Yeah, they're like, they might be real fight scenes. There's a section in the movie where he's hanging out of a car, and he's being driven down an alley, and he's hanging out of the car, and you can, like, physically see the pain in his face. He catches, like, a steel beam hanging out, hanging out of the wall. What? Like on his shoulder yeah. and actually like rips his shoulder open and yeah, like they happen. just keep shooting. 
Oh my god! Because nobody knew how to turn the camera off. It like, sounds like no, it was probably it was a, a bad man. Wild production. Like, like one shot, like they had to get in and out because it was illegal to be filming where they were filming. Right. And uh, so, yeah, if we ever get to Ohio, like if we we ever want to travel to Ohio to re- interview someone, I would love to interview this guy. So he's he's in. Uh, is there any famous people in Ohio? Is Ohio where? Famous people go, or, or Hollywood people go, rather? That's I think Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio. You know, I heard that. I heard he's got a pretty big place out in a, near a small town, and he invites really? the whole town to come over and watch his comedy shows, and he brings big guests in. I heard that, like, that's a hot fucking ticket. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. All right. So, uh, Ohio. I just got to cover. We're in Pennsylvania. We're in Pennsylvania. If you think I'm making fun of Ohio, trust me, you got it better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear the movie? There's a movie and I can't remember what it's called, but it, it you triggered it when you talked about his guerrilla style of filmmaking, right? This movie was called, it even has Disneyland in the title possibly or something related to Disney. And they filmed the movie. It's got a, its own story, but they filmed it walking around in Disneyland. So they're basically filming a movie while people are just hanging out in Disneyland. <laughs> I'll have to get the name of it. I'll have to put it in the show notes. But uh, yeah, that was a weird one. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, what was that? I'll have to look that one up. No, but if anyone has Shudder, uh, definitely go on to uh, the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs and check out Deadbeat at Dawn by James Van Beber. Actually, uh, looking here now at the interweb, it says it's on Tubi for free also. Tubi? I think they're out of business already. <laughs> Tubi is still alive and well. You can watch Deadbeat at Dawn on there. There's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of great horror movies on Tubi. Hmm. All right. Well, that sounds like a good one. What's yeah, it called again? It's called Deadbeat at Dawn by James Van Beber. I, I keep missing you. Deadbeat at Dawn? Deadbeat at Dawn. What, like a deadbeat dad at Dawn? Like a dead beating at Dawn? What does it mean? We'll have to watch to find out. So I you want me to read the synopsis? Oh, what? It's got a plot? Yes. Yeah. All right. Quickly, hit me. All right. So when a gang leader retires, the leader of a rival gang arranges the murder of his girlfriend and merges the two formerly opposing gangs. The former gang leader wreaks havoc on the newly unified group as he seeks revenge. Oh, so he actually hired actors and did all this? Yeah. He made it like a real movie. Yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely it's two hours and twenty minute runtime. And by hiring actors, yes, he did. They were all his friends in college. Mm. As soon as I said it too, I was like, maybe maybe the the gang are just randos walking down the street, and he punches them in the face, and the guy punches back, and it's like, you know, you don't know this, but you're going to be a gang member in a movie. Whap, whap, you know, <laughs> that's that's some guerrilla style filmmaking. Yeah, man. Definitely check it out. All right. So my movie, have you ever seen Kung Fury? No. Kung Fury. So it's, it's a short. It's not even a full movie, but they're working this, this short did so well and got so many, uh, you know, accolades and so much good uh, feedback that they're working on an actual movie and they're calling it Kung Fury 2, which I think is going to be a full length. I don't remember how long it is. Maybe only 30 minutes. I don't remember, but you will remember the movie, right? So it's set in the eighties. It's every eighties trope brought back into this independent, low-budget movie. So the animation is terrible. It's just atrocious in an awesome way. I I just pulled it up here. Kung Fury is a 2015 English-language Swedish martial arts comedy 
That's something you don't hear every day. Right. Yeah. The old English language Swedish martial arts comedy featurette written and directed by David Sandberg pays homage to the 80s martial arts and police action films. The film stars Sandberg in the title role, Yorma Tacone, Leopold Nielsen, and a cameo appearance by the Hoff, David Hasselhoff. Oh, you spoiler. <laughs> All right. Well, then, you know what? The, the greatest thing about it is like, you know, they're just writing this thing and they're like, what, what do we got to do? Well, let's send this guy back to go fight Hitler. Like, you know, you're it's a great movie. When somebody has to go kill Hitler, <laughs> you already like that's all you need to know. Looking at the character's name, character, some of the characters: Hacker Man, Triceracop. That's right. No, don't read anymore. People, please just go see this movie. Just go see it. If you're if you're like us, just go see it. You'll thank us. <laughs> It'll all make sense. I did a terrible job explaining it because it's unexplainable. Those are sometimes the best movies. Yeah. All right. What's next on your list? All right. Next on my list, Bill, we're going to go with Blood Games. Oh, all right. All you right. said well, you started uh, watching you, last night. You started diving into Blood Games last night. You haven't yeah. finished yet? No. It's pulp right off the bat. Like I knew right away it was grindhouse stuff. All right. So I knew exactly spoiler, where we were going with it. So, spoiler alert I, I would like to have Gregory Scott Cummins on the show. He's been in the show Bosch. He's been in, uh, he's Max dad on always sunny in Philadelphia. And he's in this great movie action USA fucking incredible movie. Like they spent so much money on the, on that's another one I should probably mention in this. Uh, he's in this blood games and he's in this other great movie. I keep trying to tell Bill about called hack o' lantern. So blood games. When an all-girl baseball team beats a group of rowdy rednecks from a small town, they soon find themselves the prey in a deadly bounty hunt. Now they are playing for their lives. Yeah. All right. So Ken Card's not anybody you've ever heard of except for maybe Gregory Scott Cummings. Uh, so who was he in the in the movie? He was. Oh, he's Roy. Yeah, yeah. All right, I know who Roy is in the movie. Got it. All right. I can't tell you too much more, but I'll tell you the one thing that I thought, but I don't want to reveal anything about the movie, but the one part that, uh, the one thing that I thought was really weird is I'm watching this and I'm like, oh man, this thing is old. Like it felt like a 1973 grindhouse type movie and I'm watching it and I'm like, some of their clothes look a little newer. So I went on the IMDB and I think it's like from like, you know, 1989 or 1990 or something. 1990. It's, it's actually recent, but it looks really fucking old. And I don't think that's any, uh, I don't think it was an intention to make it look old. No, no, no. It's just that you shitty film stock and they had bad actors and yeah. Yeah, it, it's got that sort of old grit. And like some of the actresses, I've looked them up. This was, this was it for them. They did yeah. blood games and that was it. Yeah. Another guy that I would really like to, uh, I would have really liked to have on the show that I think he would have been a great guest, but he's passed away now as a guy from that movie. And his name was Buck Flowers. Buck Flowers. Great character actor. He's been in like every, almost like every movie now, horror movie that I watch yeah. from, from that era. I'm like, holy shit, that's Buck Flowers. Like he's uh, so in everything. Was he the drunk guy? Was he the guy that 
yeah, snuck yeah, yeah. into the uh, ladies' room. Okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. recognize that guy's face. I was like, I've seen you in a million things. Yep. <laughs> and you're drunk in every role. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. I get it. Uh, it's. It's. I can see it's going to get rougher. It's a. It's a grindhouse movie. All right. All right. Very good. Yeah, it's a good one, man. <laughs> all right. How about Turbo Kid? Is it better than Turbo Kid? I've never seen or heard of Turbo Kid, Bill. Turbo Kid, another movie that's sort of set in that 80s tone. Kind of a theme here with me. Turbo Kid. So it's like this Mad Max kind of style movie. And I, I found it a couple of years ago. I think I found it on like Amazon Prime. But it's like it's got it's silly. It's fun. I mean, it's not a high production, but just everybody came together and put together a really good looking movie. You know, since you stole a uh, write-up from IMDb, I'm going to do the same. So Turbo Kid 2015 in a post-apocalyptic wasteland in 1997. I love that. I love when a movie, like, that's not that old, you know, picks, like, a a recent date (laughs) to be like, this is when the apocalypse hit. Just to be funny. Just be like, yeah, we got it wrong. So movie made in 2015 talks about a uh, a, a post-apocalyptic wasteland in 1997. So a comic book fan adopts the persona of his favorite hero to save his enthusiastic friend and fight a tyrannical tyrannical overlord, right? And the overlord is uh, Michael Ironside, if you know who he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like seeing him. It's like, all right, (laughs) this is going to be fun already. But dude, I'm telling you, it's a good movie. It is super fun. The kid wants to be Turbo Man so bad, but he, you know, becomes a hero and, you know, he's a kid. So he's Turbo Kid. Like it takes every trope from the 80s and puts it together in in a way that's kind of like Kung Fury did, but a different take on that idea of retelling an 80s type of story. Okay. It's fun. It's a good movie. Guarantee you'll like it. <clears throat> Michael Ironside is uh, he's a great actor. I was just watching him the other day in a show with our uh, our buddy Mark Singer. He was in V. What show. Oh yeah, he was in V. Yeah, he was in V. Is he calling you? Is that why your phone is buzzing right now? That might be Mark. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got Turbo Kid. It, it, if you can find it, check it out. I watched it one day ago, and I can't. You know, I probably won't get through three minutes. And I fucking love the movie. It says it's on Prime Video. All right. Maybe it's worth a rewatch by me. What else you got? Uh, Let's see. We've talked about this before. How about Tusk? If you're into horror. I can't believe you love this movie. I love it. I love it. One of my top five movies of all time. If you love horror movies, Bill, you can agree with me on this. It's original. That's it. There That's all is I can agree not with. any more original movies than Tusk. Yeah, you got it. And it's, it's so it's a Kevin Smith movie, which is when I talk to people about Kevin Smith movies, they never bring this up. And it makes me think they don't even know about it. Like, I think it was one of the ones that he kind of slipped through. Like, you know, he didn't put a big ad campaign out for it. And somebody told me the movie was written as Kevin Smith made it up on the fly during one of his podcast episodes. They did. Yeah, wow. him and Scott Mosier, they have a podcast and it was a apparently it was a Craigslist ad or something that they just riffed off of and like they just made like wrote this movie and based it on like episode 289 of their podcast. So I'll just read the uh, synopsis quick for everyone. A U.S. podcaster, Justin Long, ventures into the Canadian wilderness to interview an old man, Michael Parks, who has an extraordinary past. Justin Long soon learns that the man has a dark secret involving a walrus. 
Right. Out of the Woods, where is Ben? That premise or your reading? <laughs> I love when you read. I love it. <laughs> Dude, Michael Parks. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. I don't even know who he is. Actor. Come on, man. No, I don't. Michael Parks. But I know he was mentioned. He was mentioned in an interview. We spoke with somebody. We Yeah, it was Mark Singer. He's, we worked with him. Yeah. Said he was a little tough to work with. Yeah. Might have had a little bit of an alcohol problem. I remember looking him up now after hearing Mark talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. He had a, a bit of a rough run in Hollywood. But yeah. how did, so that movie's kind of recent. So he, was he away for a while and came back to Hollywood? I believe how? so. Yeah. And I believe that was one of his last movies but he was in uh <clears throat> let's see so just so, like this is an old old tv show he was in it was called then came bronson he was in another uh kevin smith movie called red state he was in oh, kill yeah. bill i saw red state i liked red state red state's pretty good i know he was in uh he was in a bunch of uh quentin tarantino stuff he was in kill bill number two dusk till dawn hmm. yeah man great actor but i think i think he had a uh Tough run with yeah he was in Django Unchained also so I think he had uh, something happen where he was like blacklisted from Hollywood and then Kevin Smith kind of brought him back into Red State and Tusk yeah I think yeah. he was in he was also in Twin Peaks if I remember correctly yeah he he escaped me yeah I should have been aware of him but I wasn't all right anything more to say about Tusk watch it <laughs> you ever heard of the Giver? MacGyver? The Giver. Ma? The. <laughs> oh. So, The Giver, The Giver, G-U-I-V-E-R. The Giver came out in 91, and it's one of those, like, movies that I caught on on cable uh, late night, and it's, it's awesome. It's a superhero movie. So, now that we're doing the IMDb steals, a young man, <laughs> just stealing content right off IMDb, <laughs> like we wrote it. A young man discovers a mechanical device that merges his own body, turning him into a cyborg superhero. I could stop there, and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I want to see it. When strange creatures start appearing. So, now it's a cyborg, sci-fi, and monster movie. When cr- strange creatures start appearing, trying to take the device back, he begins to uncover a secret plot to genetically engineer terrifying monsters. So he becomes a superhero. We have superheroes, sci-fi, monsters, and Mark Hamill is in this. What? Mark Hamill. Like, you haven't seen – so this came out in 1991. It's after, obviously, the, the first, you know, three Star Wars movies where Mark's career was like, hey, whatever happened to Mark Hamill? And all of a sudden I see he's in The Giver. <laughs> J.J. Jimmy Walker is in The Giver. <laughs> I, Movie sounds amazing. Remember the guy from uh, The Hills Have Eyes, uh, Michael Berryman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the Motley Crue, smoking the water, smoking in the boys' room. He's in it, right? They got him in it. We should interview him. He's probably like, he's got some movie stories. He's been in every awesome horror movie. It's good, man. The Giver. Check it out. The Giver. Yeah. So we got a list, big list of movies from people. Every one of them I have in my watch list. Every one that I could find is in my watch list. So the Giver will be added to that list. Yeah, it's a fun one. All right, what else is on your list? So I have no other ones. Oh, okay. I so mean, how about 
if you want, if I'm not going to go into deep detail about them, but these are like runners up. If you'd like to go see Hacko Lantern, I highly Lantern. recommend Hacko Lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, I highly recommend Fat Man. Let's get into Fat Man a little bit. All right. Tell us about Fat Man. This is another one you were trying to make me watch. Which you still haven't watched, which you have to watch. I I watched his the direct. So the two directors uh, who I think we were trying to have on the show did two other movies and you made me watch those. Right. Yeah. And they were, yeah, so very, you owe me four hours. <laughs> they were very indie movies. And the story that I would like to get out of the brothers would be how they went from making movies for less than 10 grand to then getting $20 million to make fat man with Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's interesting. I got to like, <laughs> I'd like to know how you make that jump. Right. <laughs> so, all right, Fat Man is a Christmas movie, but I I do not recommend watching it with children. It is an adult film. I don't want to spoil too much, but Santa Claus gets shot in the face. Well, the the trailer. So Santa, it, it's kind of like turns Santa this peace loving guy on his head, and he's yeah. angry. Yeah, guns yeah, yeah. blazing. Well, he's being hunted. Santa Claus is being hunted by Walton Goggins, who is a hired hitman by a child who gets something he doesn't want for Christmas or doesn't like for Christmas. And he's a a spoiled, rich brat of a kid. And he hires a hitman to kill Santa Claus. It could be a true story. (laughs) I I could totally believe some spoiled kid down Beverly Hills. (laughs) I want Santa Claus dead. If you like Mel Gibson, and if you like Walton Goggins... Because everyone likes Mel Gibson, Casey. Uh, well, let's not get into that, because <laughs> you and I personally had a discussion about Mel Gibson. <laughs> One of the finest gentlemen out there. You can't take away his acting skills. No, no. He's, he's a fine actor. He, everyone he's... else has forgiven Mel Gibson, Bill. Let it go. <laughs> Oh, okay. I didn't realize everyone forgave him. I'm, I'm in. All right. <laughs> He's forgiven. Watch Fat Man. <laughs> I'll join the masses. <laughs> I think I think it's more people have forgotten. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of celebrities have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's enough going on. More people are probably like, who the fuck is Mel Gibson? Yeah. Oh, wow, man. Time really does move. Like, he was a banner name. Like, getting Mel Gibson in your movie meant everything. Yeah. And suddenly, you know, it's, it's like that with a lot of actors. Yeah. Now it's he's in Fat Man. Was in Fat Man. Yeah. Was in Fat Man. So I, yeah, I highly recommend Fat Man. How about one hour photo? Hold on. One hour photo with Robin Williams. With Robin Williams. Yeah. I have seen this. Yeah, man. It's good. And, and it's when dark, I- right? Very dark. It's not a funny movie. It's Robin Williams playing a dark character. And I don't think I've ever seen him in anything that wasn't goofy or some kind of uplifting. Is this with his son? No. Something happens with his son? Not that one? No. I'm thinking, okay. I I have seen One Hour Photo, but it's been a long time. There's another movie that Robin Williams is, Something Happens to His Son, that's pretty dark also. Yeah, I don't know that one. 
This yeah, one, right. he works in a, uh, they even have photo labs anymore. Remember those old labs where you used to take your rolls of film and turn them into photographs? Remember those days? How do Remember you, those days? How do you get your photos? You don't print them anymore. Who prints them? Who prints a photo? When's the last time you had a photo printed? That's how I pr- do my photos. How, nah, the world how looks you, at them on their, on their phones. I print my photos. Shit, we're going to a, we're, we're at a stage. Don't you hear that, that somebody had just bought, what were they calling that? I have one of those cameras where you actually have to crank it. Isn't that how you do it? No, it's not one of those. You actually have to light the the fuse. <laughs> no, it's not one of those either. Back then they had photo labs. And we had these little throwaway cameras. All right. But what I was saying, NFT, do you know what NFT is? No. I, I kind of don't either, and I'm a tech guy. Uh, you know what a JPEG file is? A picture, just a, an image file. We use oh, it all yeah. the time when we're uploading stuff on our website. Yep. Uh, JPEG file sells for $69 million as NFT media gathers pace. The digital market is like this open – we think we're, we've been into the internet for a while. Like it's still really new. So the idea here is people are buying digital goods. So somebody had sold their artwork as a JPEG file for $96 million. What? Yep. And, and this NFT, it's kind of like a, a, a proof of sale file. It's just a little digital file. It's like, yep, you're the original owner of this art. So it's a piece of art someone did on their screen Computer. like this. Probably. Or they took a picture of it, turned it into a JPEG file. I don't know how it became a JPEG, but it's a JPEG file. $96 million. $96 million. Somebody bought it. I mean, the world is changing, dude. What the fuck? If people are willing to just buy digital shit, they're probably never going to print things out anymore. <laughs> you know, the world is going online. But yes, so this movie was back, I think it was in the, uh, what year did it come out? 2002. So it was still the, the, the period. And I worked in a video store. For six years, I worked in a video store. I was that guy. So when he was sitting there, like saying, like, "Oh, the the cyan is a little running a little hot, and the chemicals, like that was the shit I had to deal with. I had to go make sure that everything was perfectly balanced." So when this movie came out, I was like, "Oh my god, they made a movie about my job! I'm gonna go see it!" And I went, and I was like, "This is fucking dark." So not to destroy the movie, but it's basically uh, how do I do this without destroying the movie? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, Robin Williams, kind of a weirdo, kind of a lonely guy. Ends up uh, watching families come and go, and he develops their photos. So if you think about it, it's really an intimate thing. If you're sitting there printing somebody's photos, all right, forget you know porn or whatever they might be doing with their cameras at night. You know, it's you see their kids, you see their kids party, you see their kids bar mitzvah, you see all these things. You basically watch their kids grow up. You see right. this family grow. He develops a relationship with the people through their photos. Yes, without them knowing it. Yes. You remember him now? Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he gets a little bit of information about one of his uh, people that he watches, and he doesn't think it's fair, and he gets involved. And then it gets even darker. So if I if I say anymore, I'll ruin the, the movie. Yeah. But I just remember going, holy shit. This I is Robin Williams. Yeah. He's terrifying in this. And he's not terrifying because he's a mean-hearted killer. He's ter- terrifying because... What I saw could be real. Like this could happen. A person like him could exist. Maybe it's not he finds his family because he works at a photo store. Maybe he works somewhere else and falls in love with somebody. Who knows? But like that kind of crazy seemed awfully real to me. 
it's a good character study. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, very great movie. Uh, I do remember it. So can I ask you questions about when you worked at a... <laughs> yeah, so what do you want to know? <laughs> so, like, would you ever come across weird photos that people took? Like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. So when I worked there, it was the period where film was phasing out and digital was coming in. Uh huh. So I learned how to so like people still process are film, but I started, knew how to print. Like people are getting all their creepy shit out of the way before they have to go digital. So here's a real thing uh, that used to happen, and I had to be really careful with this. People would inadvertently, you know, delete their cards. People, we, we weren't used to using these SD cards yet and people would just erase them. Who knows how? I can't remember. But like, I remember you used to be able to walk through the security airport and we were afraid that that would like zap your film. Uh-huh. I think we were finding out it started to zap our pictures off the card. I, I can't remember why this became a thing, but it, it happened a lot. And we had software that could restore the card. So the way that it works is when you go to restore the card, you're restoring the entire card. When you take some photos, let's say you fill the card. There's no more space on the card. All right. You delete your card. Your pictures are still there. What you've deleted was an index file that tells the computer how to go and put all the pieces together to create a photo. All right. So what I do when I go to restore a card is I run it through the software and you can download the software for free now. I mean, there's so much, so many people selling this or giving the software away or selling it, but you just run this program and it'll go through and it'll find all the pictures from, you know, who, if they weren't written over in a, in a sub, sub uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Subsequential, you know, kind of shoot, then they're there. And I would give people their disc with their restored cards and I had to see what was on there because I was restoring the disc. So eventually I was just like, look, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run this on automatic. I'm not going to look at anything because I don't want to have to face the customer and be like, I restored all of your pictures. Oh, good. <laughs> no, all of them. Like your Cancun trip in your hotel restored. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to have any of these kind of moments. <laughs> One more question about that, because I'm fascinated by giving someone your intimate photos and they get to look at it. I so, think they thought machines were doing this, man. No, people were doing this. It was yeah. <laughs> So, like, if you would see anything illegal, like, like really illegal, I'm not saying, like, shit that you don't care about, like, maybe drug use or some shit like that, but, like, something very illegal, like. Would you have to report it or like, was it, or yes, it was required to report shit like that. Yeah. I don't know if it was my company's, uh, decision or it's a legal thing, but we would report it. Yeah. One of the things that I had a relationship with the police in the area. So they would sometimes find rolls of film in suspects cars and they'd be like, Bill, you're my guy. You gotta, you gotta do this. And I would run through and we had a, a lab that showed the screen. <laughs> this was, probably wasn't a great idea, but we had a lab that showed the screen to people passing by. So people could be like, Oh, this is interesting. Oh. I see how they do this. <laughs> so I would always have to like duck and wait till nobody came around. And they then didn't have that film. like turned the opposite way. <laughs> no, no. The owner of this company, uh, I don't know what he was thinking there. <laughs> so we would have to hide and, and cause we had no idea what would be on the film and 90. 5% of the time was nothing, but sometimes it was like a murder, you know, or sometimes, you know, it was something really dark. Yeah. And if it wasn't that, it was the police were like, hey, we took pictures of a crime scene. We need you to print it, Bill. So it was it was always like if I 
ever had to uh, if I ever printed something and, and somebody would say, hey, he must have done that new fangled thing called photoshopping. Bring him in. I always knew there was a chance that I was going to you know, get pulled into court to prove that I did not manipulate the photos. Yeah. Never got pulled in, though. Wow. Yeah. Six years of that. Whew. Fascinating. <laughs> you think that's interesting? <laughs> Well, yeah, because there's, I'm sure that there's like degenerates out there that would like, that would not report that shit. The rumor that we used to hear, and I don't know if this is true, but, but there was a, it's probably one of those like urban legends where everybody, I know a guy and this happened. And then you meet somebody like 5,000 miles away and they're like, I know a guy and this happened to him. And it's the same story. So this is probably one of those cases, but there was a photo lab that had what they called the hot book. And they would take photos of people who had naked pictures and they would take a, like create a second copy of, of that image. And they would put it in the hot book and the employees would giggle. Ha ha. And the story is one day somebody left the hot book out on the counter and, and a customer came in and was sitting there waiting for them to go get their film, starts paging through the hot book and sees a picture of herself. So that had actually. The, the story is that it put some laws into place. And, you know, there were a lot of things we couldn't do yeah. um, for privacy, but privacy then was, was really not that big a deal. There's some regulations, but not a lot. Yeah. Now I'm sure there's a ton. I'm sure. There's tons of privacy over, you know, when you send your picture overnight to, or you email your picture to one of these companies, I would hope there's some more privacy. I hope they're not keeping my pictures and making duplicates <laughs> for their own. Robin Williams creepy, you know, behavior. I, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know what to think about that. What kind of pictures are you taking? I just don't want like, you know, oh, here's a little picture of, you know, my my kid's happy birthday and some guys like happy birthday. Yeah, Robin Williams is <laughs> You're walking through the store the one sometimes some guy. Hey Bill. Who the, who the I'll fuck even is tell that you. One of the dudes <laughs> Oh, I hope he never listens to this. I don't think he'd ever listen to it. But we had we had a guy that worked in the in the. Was he like Robin Williams? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can't even I can't even tell you. But I'll tell you one thing. Like I remember him sitting there and giving the film to the customer, and I was just standing next to him, and he goes, "You know, kind of feel like I know your whole family." Oh so my! Basically, grow up. And I was standing next to him, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm like 21. I'm like 22. I know that's not the right thing to say to a customer." And he was probably in his 60s. And I was just like, and I looked at her face, dude, and it melted. I mean, she was just white as a ghost when he yes. said that. Well, thanks. I'm never coming back here again. I never saw her again. Of course I never not. saw her again. I couldn't believe it. So when Robin Williams, when the movie came out, I was like, there he is. That's Based, him. On-, <laughs> Based on Bill's co-worker. I couldn't believe it. It was spot oh on. Oh, my God. Wow, man. We have really gone off topic here. Yeah, we did. But that was fun. I like that. That's fucking the weird world of photography. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. But I, I want to hear what people had sent over. I did have one more, and I'll be very quick with it. Um, have you ever seen Slither from 2006? It's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a great horror movie, and and people don't know about it. Yeah. And then when I tell them, you know what, it, you know how it came to be, they're like, yeah, I definitely want to see it. So it was. It was, it's a James Gunn movie. So James Gunn made the, the new Suicide Squad movie that's coming out. He's made, uh, both of the, um, Marvel, uh, Galaxy movies. What are they called? The, uh, the, the, fuck, I can't believe I'm forgetting. Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't believe I forgot it. So, like he's a mainstream filmmaker, but he used to work for Troma. And yeah. he used to, and you know, Troma, like yeah. Troma, talk about, you want to see low budget, gross out horror movies. That's the art. Like, Troma calls what they do art. 
Okay, yeah. I believe it. I think it's art too. So he came as a horror guy from Troma, and they gave him money. I don't, maybe we should ask him how they gave him money to move over from Troma to suddenly he's now making Slither, right? Which has like actual stars in it. <laughs> it's a gross movie. We it's a terrifyingly gross movie. A we small town is taken over by an alien plague, turning residents into zombies in all forms of mutant monsters with Michael Rooker, Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks, like, you know, the people that he, he tends to yeah. still work with today in his movies. That's awesome. You think we can get James Gunn to talk about how they gave him, gave him money? No, nope. we Don't can't think he's get Danny Trejo. You know, you know what he did? He also wrote uh, Scooby-Doo when the Scooby-Doo movie came out. And I'm like. How they they hired a trauma guy to write Scooby Doo like that blew me away. Maybe even directed. I don't know. Is that the one with? uh, No, it's with the with the CGI dog. Yeah, yeah. And the stoned out Shaggy. Yep. Played by Matthew Lillard. We ought to call. uh, (laughs) Let's do this. Let's call uh, James Gunn. People. No, we don't want to talk about any of that Marvel shit. We just want to talk about Slither. Let's see if we can get him on the show talking about Slither. Hey, we tried that with uh, who did we try that with? And we got yeah. we got we contacted them. They got back to us. They said, yeah, "Who was that?" Um, it was, was somebody it, big. It was Matthew like, McConaughey <laughs> for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right? They said he's not available at the time to check back in the future. All right, we'll check back. I want to go to Johnny Depp and be like, "Hey, Johnny Depp, we just want to talk to you about Nightmare on Elm Street." Huh? You do? All That's right, all you all want right. to talk? About? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just want to talk about Chainsaw Massacre. Four. All right, all right, all oh, right. I remember filming that one, man. <laughs> Chainsaws were swinging tight. You know who else was in that one? Is it uh, Renee Zellweger? Oh, I don't know. Well, where Bill, were you going? Wasn't Bill Mosley in that one? I don't know he was in that one. I know he was in part two. Oh, yeah, Bill Mosley was in part two. <laughs> Chainsaws were swinging right and tight. I don't know if fucking McConaughey really says that. Is he? He's isn't he that guy? Like he just says like weird shit, and you're kind of like, I don't know, well, smart or stupid. I I don't know what the fuck you're saying. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, have you ever heard David Lee Roth talk? Like he'll talk for like sixty minutes and yeah, he'll walk away going, "Well, did you? Are you smart or really dumb?" Yeah, I can't listen to him. I can't listen to Gene, whatever the fuck his name Simmons. is, Gene Simmons. Yeah. Can't stand him. All right, let me hear. I want to 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 hear what's on your list. All right. Our list from our fans, from our group, from our Facebook group. Kevin Brett says the movie Yellowbeard. And he says, just look out. Really? Just look at that cast. Cheech and Chong are in it. And I have not seen it. The Cheech and Chong are in it. Graham Chapman, Eric Idle, Peter Boyle, John Cleese, Madeline Kahn. James Mason, Marty Feldman, and that cast is that's a that's a tight cast. cast. And that came out about eighty three or eighty four, and that was I mean they were prime names then. Yeah, yeah, that movie did not. I never saw it either, and I, I was actually surprised I never saw it because Cheech and Chong are in it. Right. Yeah. No, it was, I mean it was towards the end. It was right before they did um, Still Smoking. They were towards the, you know they were at the end of their relationship. They were yeah. pretty much done. But yeah, I remember that movie in the eighties and it did not transcend. It did not nobody remembers it now, I bet. Wow, good one. Who who came up? Kevin Brett came up with that? Yeah, Kevin Brett. Nice, nice grab, Kevin. Yeah, these are all on my list. So our friend Rocco Stramaglia, Eagle versus Shark. Yes. You know this yes. one? Yes. That's a good one. I like Jermaine Clement, who does he was in um uh if you're not familiar with Flight of the Concords, probably the 
one of my favorite shows on HBO. It was only two seasons. It's a musical uh, duo from uh, the, 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 not Australia, the other one, New Zealand. Okay. Oh, they they get so mad when when you say that. They're like, we're tired of being little Australia. I'm like, I understand. Canada's probably tired of being little U- USA. Listen, everybody's got their their role to play. Sorry, Canada. So I pissed off Canada, and I pissed off Ohio. Yeah, I'm not doing good today. We should not air this show. You should listen to my other show. What the other guy says about Canada? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, really? But that guy, Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin. Now I'm back on Kevin. Uh, Jermaine is just a extraordinarily funny guy. And when that movie came out, I was like, I want to see what he's doing outside of, you know, flight of the Concords. And I was not let down. That movie's great. Cool. Yeah. I've never seen it, nor have I ever heard of anyone in the movie. Uh, Brian Sargent, David Fain, Cohen Holloway, Craig Hall, Joel Tobik, Rachel house, Lauren Horsley, Jermaine Clement, and, uh, Takai, Watiti. Interesting. Okay. So that is uh, Tika Watiti. Taika Watiti. He's a big deal now. He's a huge deal now. Really? Yeah. And he, he worked with the Flight of the Concord guys for a while. He directed the last Thor movie. Okay. Which if you haven't seen it, it's like an amazingly funny movie. That's the comedy one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. He's involved with some of the Star Wars stuff now. Yeah. He's a big deal director now. Wow. Yeah, so Eagle versus Shark. It's on my list. All Did right. he direct that? No, he was just in it. He was uh yeah, he acts sometimes. Gordon. He was Gordon. I don't remember Gordon. All right. So uh our buddy Barry Norman, he says the movie is called nineteen eighty eight the remake. <laughs> says uh it's a brilliant film which is responsible for the gong show and American Idol, but is but it is a zillion times better than both. No, never heard of it. And I looked it up, and the cast, it says there are four people in the cast. Ed Nyland, Carolyn Zaremba, Dick Richardson, and Juan Damon. The only thing I like more than you reading is you saying people's names. You're getting them all right, though, I think. Juan Damon. Juan Damon. Sure. Yeah, Carolyn, he real good in Carolyn Zaremba. Oh, she was really good in that other movie I saw. These these are great big stars. So I know nothing about uh, these movies. I asked the people to write the movie that they like, everything. So some of them just wrote the title here. I don't have any info for a lot of them. (laughs) All right. Our friend Kelly Reed Kinski says, Stealing Beauty is one of my favorite movies. I know that. Liv Tyler is in it, but I don't know anything else about it. Stealing Beauty. This is what I know about Stealing Beauty. 1996 romance drama, one hour and 59 minute runtime. Liv Tyler, like you mentioned, Jeremy Irons, Sinead Cusack. Is she related to the uh, the other to John and Joan? I'm going to yeah. look up. Uh, and then we got Joseph Fines and Jean Murray. So that's about all I know about that. But Kelly says, check it out. Yeah, I don't know that one. It's, it's weird how you you you, you just kind of hear something and something sparks. And yeah. the, the movie cover popped into my head. And I just remember seeing her picture on the movie cover. 
All right, this is another one here from Eric Warman. That's a, a buddy of yours, right, Bill? That's a, that's my childhood buddy. Half of the movies that we have seen together are ones that I talk about on this program. How cool! Nice. All right, what did he say? So you probably you probably seen this maybe with Eric. PCU. Yeah, I remember PCU. I didn't <laughs> came a little bit after. I think that was in the nineties, two thousands. Do you know? Does it say? I did not look. Uh, I didn't get a chance to look PCU up. Uh, PCU. Let's see, nineteen ninety four film with that guy that that creepy guy Jeremy from, Piven. Yeah, yeah. John Favreau, David Spade. I don't remember David Spade being in that. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, Megan Ward, George Clinton. Remember the big? Uh, I remember that the big uh, party with George Clinton and the funk P funk. No, remember that? no, I don't remember that. I have seen this movie. I even yeah, know they, that like Steve Vai, the guitar player, does some of the 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 music in it. But yeah. yeah, I'm forgetting a lot of this movie. Yeah, PCU was pretty good. I remember that. They yeah, they were. I think they were in search of beer or something, and and they just happened to come across the like George Clinton and and P Funk. Maybe their bus broke down nearby and he had to give them a ride or I forget exactly what, but they played at his party. They were trying to raise money. It was a right? college movie. It was like a, yeah. yeah. Like and they college. were trying to raise money to keep the, the frat open or something. They needed money to raise money for something. And then right. they had George Clinton play at, the, play at the party and that's how they raised all the money. Okay. It's one of your, yeah. like we talked about on the last movie on our, on our last episode about the, uh, the coincidences that need to happen for right. <laughs> To further the plot. <laughs> Talk about lazy writing. Yeah, all right. I, I would watch that one again. Yeah. I remember that. <clears throat> all right. Here's another one from uh, Matt Segan. Is this a friend of yours, Bill? I think Matt is a friend of mine, yeah. S-E-G-I-N? Sure. I know Matt. All right. Uh, I think the movie is called What the Bleep Do We Know? Never heard of it. It's in that because he has that in uh, quotation marks. Are you sure this isn't just like he's yelling at us? I thought that. And then I read it a few more times and it's what, what the bleep do we know? Not all the philosophy is, uh, as you say, usable, but it's a fun movie to watch. Matt, I think you're pulling my leg. Oh shit. He's right. What the, you know, they do the pound sign, dollar sign, asterisk. What the do we know? 2004. Never heard of this one. Who's Documentary that? comma drama. What did I just say? Documentary comedy drama. I stars Marley Matlin. Yeah. Wow. He got me on that one. I've never heard of this one. Never heard of it. All right. The fictional photographer's quest to spiritually rediscover herself is interspersed with documentary footage of scientists and theologians discussing the uh, words are so little philosophical aspects of quantum physics. This is what he likes. Wow, Matt is smart. I see, like I a, a movie about quantum physics and me. I, I couldn't follow that. He says it's a fun movie to watch, so I'll put it on the list. I'll check it out. How do you say this word? Theologians? Theolo- it's theology. Theologians. Right? Theologians? Theologians? 
There's a Wilco song. I gotta. Well, I'll go listen to the Wilco song and see how they pronounce it. I don't right, know. We got. Yeah, check it out. What the bleep do we know? Uh, all right. So one more from our fan group from our uh, deluxe edition. Yet another pop culture podcast. The group on Facebook. Uh, our buddy Tim Bender, guy I graduated with. Killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. And we we all know how fun that is. We did a uh, watch along on that. So go ahead back into our uh, episodes. Forget what what number that was, but uh, it was early on. Is that the watch along? I got hammered. Yeah. No. 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 That was Commando. Commando. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So check those out. And then uh, we also got a bunch from. Uh, the Joe Bob Mutant Collective over on Facebook. And I'll just run through a bunch of these quick. So uh, let's see. At Midnight, I'll Take Your Soul from 1964. It's a weird Brazilian horror introducing Coffin Joe. Oh, yeah, I never heard of that one. All right. Me neither. So uh, let's see. That was from Pat- Patrick Brennan, Thomas Tackett, Clay Pigeons. Have you ever heard of that one? I don't think so. No, uh, me neither. But these are all going on the list. Uh, Alex Stambo, Halloween Tree by Ray Bradbury, starring Leonard Nimoy. Enough said. Yeah, no, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, anything with Leonard Nimoy. Can't go wrong there. Uh, Let's see. Nick Holtzman, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. Heard of it. I don't know if I ever saw that one. Who's in it? Maybe it'll help me remember. Not sure about who's in it. He only writes beautifully written, dark, disturbing, and very well done all around. Yeah. Interesting. Thomas Nagode. This is a very interesting one. Dark Town Strutters. An all-black girl gang of tough biker babes takes on the KKK. They are freely wreaking havoc all over town thanks to their cozy relationship with the police the government and Colonel Sanders of Kentucky fried chicken. What? How far does the insidious white supremacy? Oh, fuck. I can't read anymore. Uh, Cause I took a screenshot. <laughs> you ran out of space. All good though, man. That, see, that's right up my alley. I love a revenge movie. I love when people go and just kick the shit out of bad guys. Yeah. I could watch that forever. I looked it up. This is one of those old black exploitation movies. Yeah. 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 It's, it's all black chicks killing the KKK. I like them. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. This one, this has gone at the top of my list. See, so let's recap. I've offended people in Ohio. (laughs) I've offended people in Canada. And now I just said, you know, I I called the KKK bad guys. Fuck the KKK. We're going to have a no audience if if I keep this up. Fuck the KKK. If you're a KKK member listening right now, go fucking shoot yourself. Cancel your subscription that you didn't pay anything for. Right. All right. Fuck the KKK once again. Kevin Gentile, oversexed rug suckers from Mars. Unbelievable. That's a movie. That's a porn. You know that's a porn. Not a porn. He clearly writes, not a porn, (laughs) but so bad it's good. And remember, there's no corn cob, you idiot. That's a live hand grenade. Boom. Whoa. Wait a minute. That sounds familiar. Well, I gotta. I'm gonna have to think of that. That <laughs> rings a bell. That must have been a scene. That was all in his comments, so it must be uh, his favorite must part of the scene. movie. 
Either that or we hung out as kids and we played with corn cobs and <laughs> pretended they were grenades. <laughs> Something about that rings a bell. All right. Just a couple more here. Edward Milliman, Smoke Signals. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. You heard of that? I've actually, I've had that on my list to watch. And I yeah. Got around to watch that, got a, that actually got a bunch of likes on the list. So yeah. uh, people, a lot of people like that one. Uh, Patrick Dixon says, usually it's Monster Squad or the Night of the Creeps, but I recently watched Vast of the Night, and now that is the only movie I love. Vast of the Night? Yeah. It's an Amazon original with... I can't tell who's on the cover of it. Yeah, I never heard of that one. Is it new? Yeah, it's very new. So this year, last year. Uh, so then we got Jessica Williams says Yellow Brick Road. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> you, you think the YouTube algorithm will bust us for just be humming that? Probably. They fucking suck. Goodbye. Nope, that, definitely heard that. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, no. I, it's, he's, it's true. It's really a thing, but never heard of it. It's not the Elton, new Elton John movie. No. All right. Check it okay. out. All right. Let's just run through a bunch of these here. Some of these uh, I've heard of. Uh, Norman Hahn, Autopsy of Jane Doe. I've definitely heard of that one. Nope. Ernesto Plasmo says, the, this, like you said, you thought you were being punked. This Everything in the first three things, I'm, the first three words of this, I'm gonna. It sounds fake to me. The guy's name and then the title of the movie, Ernesto Plasmo, and the title of the movie is Mabrosio, or Mabro. Ma, this is the best. <laughs> Mabarosi. Yeah. Uh- M A B A R O S I, nineteen ninety five, a cinematic poem with scenes that are like puzzles where you slowly figure out where to look and what's going on. No, that sounds uh, interesting. Actually. Does sound interesting. I'm not sure if that's the name. But I'm pretty sure you could pronounce it nine hundred different ways, and I and none of them I'll yeah. have heard of. Uh, Ernesto also says the reflecting skin, 1990, not unknown, but seems very hard to find. It's magical realism, horror from a kid's point of view. It's unknown to me. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Daniel Muse says the movie smoke from 1995. You know that one? Fantastic indie film about a tobacco shop owner with his patrons Harvey Keitel, William Hurt, Forrest Whitaker, Stockard Channing, and a young Harold Perrineau. If I said that right, probably not. What's the name? Harold Perrineau. P-E-R-R-I-N-E-A-U. Yeah, I think we're just getting fucked with. I think people are just giving us fake names. (laughs) A few more here, very quickly. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. That's a great one. You got to check that one out. One Crazy Summer with John Cusack. Great movie. Awesome movie. movie. Great movie. Stone Cold. Great movie. You know that one, Bill? Mm -mm. That's a great movie. Also with Gregory Scott Cummings. Man, no wonder I don't know who this guy is. (laughs) Stone Cold was with that guy, Brian Bosworth. The Boz. Remember him? The football (laughs) player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Lance Hendrickson was in it. William Forsyth. Great movie, man. He's, I think he's, I play, I believe he, yeah, he's an undercover FBI agent. Like that infiltrates a bike gang. Was it a one and done movie? Like, yeah. he, did he ever get a role again? Oh, yeah, yeah. He acted again. 
Did he? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that Howie Long. I don't. I don't know how much you know about football, but Howie Long's he's a Fox News commentator. You know, yeah. for football, like he got one of those movies. He had yeah. one called Firestore. Yeah. Or remember, it's like the new action star. <laughs> Can't wait. Who is it going to be? NFL's Howie Long, and it's like let's see it. It's like total trash. Never like, this guy be, will never get to be another action star again. It's like never to be seen again. No, not well in movies anyway. All right, uh, three more. Eternal Blood. Pretty cool vampire flick from Chile. Uh, Mumsy, Nanny, Sonny, and Girly. A wealthy, fatherless British clan kidnaps bums and hippies and forces them to participate in an elaborate role-playing game in which they are the perfect family. Those who refuse or attempt to escape are murdered. It's exactly as weird as it sounds, maybe even weirder. Yeah, that sounds like a you're watching a cult get created. Yeah. I mean, sounds right up our alley. Amazing. I, these, these they must make so many fucking movies. So I mean, many. how many movies do you think they were making a year in the 80s? I mean, now it's got to be quadrupled. Yeah. So many movies out there that you just haven't heard of. So many. Uh and then our last one they say it's a known classic, but fewer and fewer people have the patience for a long foreign film. It's a rich and beautiful story called Fanny and Alexander. Fanny and Alexander. Take a load off, Fanny. Don't know that one either. Don't yeah. you always yell at me when I say that? Because you're like, no, it's Annie. <laughs> well, he says Fanny. So. <laughs> Take the guy at his word. All right, pretty good list, man. That that's you got a lot in there. You got to yeah. put all them in the show notes. Yeah, you got a lot of a uh, lot of homework to do, a lot of watching. Maybe we could uh, do a watch along on one of these. Sure, we haven't done a watch along in a while. Yeah, we'd actually have to uh, be in the same room to do a watch along. I guess so. You yeah, we not, trust Zoom with that? No, no we I tried that. You know, we tried that with the rest. Yeah, of we them. tried that when you bootlegged a. Uh, a pay-per-view. I won't say what, so you don't go to jail, but it didn't work. It didn't work at all. My friend watched it. <laughs> and he watched it on his phone. He would love to be. <laughs> and that, sir, is how we bring it all back. That's called a callback. What a perfect way to end the show. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for checking us out. You know, we put out shows once a week, sometimes once every two weeks, uh, this is, you know, the, the kind of fun that we have. And if you enjoy what we're doing, we would love for you to let your friends know we're the kind of show that really works best with word of mouth. So we really do appreciate everybody, you know, tuning in and checking it out. And we hope we're entertaining you. And we would love to hear what you'd like us to talk about next. Of course, you can go to our website, deluxeedition.show. Uh, the gag is kind of to send something through the, um, t- the, the contact us. I don't care what you send us. You can send us your pin number. You can send us your credit card number. You can send us spam. You can send us anything and we'll have some fun with it. So, you know, we want you to be engaged in our Facebook group, Casey. We have a Facebook group. Go to Facebook and then you just type in your search bar, Deluxe Edition, yet another pop culture podcast. And you can find our uh, Facebook group there. We also have the regular just page. Yeah. Other than that, that's it, buddy. Till next time. Till next time.